Hi and welcome to another episode of the Whatever This Is podcast. Um, I don't have an intro plan this week. I don't have an air horn. Um, I, I just have a guest. We have a lot. We have a lot to talk about. It was another uh, depressing week in um, what do you call it? European football. Apologies if the screen took a second to get on you guys' screen. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube or Sportrex, but uh, let's let's dive into it. This week again, I am joined by the one, the only, uh, my evergreen guest, co-host. Uh, Mystic Mac, Artem, what's up? How are you feeling? How are you doing? And I was going to. I felt a little bit offended there for a second when you called me the guest. I, I feel you like ever, a evergreen you guest, know, though, so it's like spice it up. Okay, fine. I'll take evergreen guest, but yeah, you know, co-hosted co-host would also do. You're nah. You 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 are evergreen. Just sounds like a nice word, doesn't it? Though. Because you, you could put evergreen I mean, in front of every, everything, and it sounds good. Not necessarily. You know, you're hating on a word. You are hating. No, on like because if you put like evergreen torture or something, it, it's not nice anymore. <laughs> Why are you putting <laughs> evergreen in front of torture? Yeah, you said you said it, you said it works with every word, and it clearly just doesn't. So I didn't mean torture, man. It doesn't work with murder, obviously. It does. It doesn't work with. Stuff like that, but Artem has ruined this, my intro once again. Well, <laughs> no, no, no! You forgot, you forgot to announce that we're now a murder podcast. <laughs> we've always been a murder podcast. We we murder. What do we murder? We we murder. Um... Actually, you there? Yeah. You, no. You you know what it is. What, this what is this it? this is an. Uh, an evergreen torture podcast because because watching Russian football can not be described as anything other than torture. He saved my intro. Artem has saved my intro and I respect it. He, he found a way to link it and I love that. Yeah, but he is spot on. Um, this podcast is evergreen torture because like three to four of these episodes are essentially the same where we come in here and just, just be sad about Russian football. It's similar this week. It's not. It it is. It was pretty similar until yesterday. This week, though, there are still a few changes. Uh, before we start, though, we would just like to um, say rest in peace. Send our prayers, condolences to the to the friends and family, to the people of Argentina, to, to football fans everywhere. Um, unfortunately, as you know, Diego Maradona uh, passed away at the age of 60. Absolute legend. Uh, one of the greatest footballers of all time. I mean. Neither of us were around to see him, but like, there's a few people in in every sport that are just in a different league, and Maradona was one of them, along with Pele and and the rest. We just know, you know, when Maradona is there, you're talking of of someone who's larger than life, a great person. He came to India a few times, always full of enthusiasm, and just seemed to be a, a genuinely, genuinely good person who meant well. Um, Adam, would you like to say anything about about Maradona so we can? Uh, get into th- our usual topics i think you've covered it really well there um he was one of the greatest players of all time and he'll be dearly missed by by a lot of people all over the world and uh just rest in peace to to a legend yeah definitely uh, i mean it really made me sad man first of all i didn't even believe the story and then it's just in and it was it was really sad but we hope we we hope he is in a better place and, and enjoying life up there in uh in heaven but uh moving on Let's let's start off with RPL. RPL was back. It feels like it was three weeks ago, but it actually was four days ago. Uh, Krasnodar Tambov, Krasnodar finally got a win. Remy Kabeyev back from COVID or injury, whatever, got a goal, got the win. Uh, Rotor Rural, no one cared. 
a few good games here actually atam other any in particular that you want to discuss akmad zanit maybe uh, bernard brisha do you think he's a twat so i think he's a twat yeah uh, i'm not going to lie i didn't watch the game so what, what would make me think he's a twat you, you if remember I just the, score two goals no 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 you remember the last time and you posted this on nc as well you remember in the in the cup game when he won a penalty and started celebrating like he'd won the world cup oh yeah, <laughs> yeah he just does that he does it again he does it every time he scores against zenit He's just extra with his celebrations. He's a great player, by the way. No, but, but you know, I I do rate that though. Like I like that level of shithousery from players, like c- celebrating penalties before they're even scored. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Rakitsky got a red card. Yaman Skuziaev got a goal. Uh, and you know what, Artem? No, actually, you know what? I'll make my point when we discuss the Champions League because it's important. Uh, Rotor Ural banger of a game ended nil nil. Uh, Spartak Dinamo, the first German derby in the RPL, ended 1-1. That was a good game. Uh, good few goals over there. And Lokomotiv Arsenal, 1-0 got Luka Redcard again. CSK dropped points against Sochi. I got a prediction wrong again. I told Artem on chat that CSK are going to win the league. And like five minutes after I said that, Sochi got their equalizer. Um, Rostov 2-0 Rubin. Bayramian. Artem, do you want to tell the people about my Bayramian jinx? Because I know you do. Yeah, so Hanu said that he's he's like Kuzev and what, what, you, you called him something like an average player, except worse. Yeah, I, I said that I don't understand the point of Colin Bayramian because he's just like a player who can play many positions and is like not amazing anywhere. He's just like a worse Kuzev with an afro. And then Bayramian scored two goals. He's never. He, the last time he scored for Rostov was in 2019, and that was a brace against CSK as well. It just tells you, man, I have powers with my jinxing abilities. But Artem, by the way, we are officially 15 games deep into the RPL. Uh, what are you saying for champions, and what are you saying for the European sports, and what are you saying for relegation? We didn't even plan this, but we're just doing a mid-season review now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... For Would Champions League, again. no, no, no. For Champions League, um, I'd like to hope that Zenit would come in there, but to be honest, I'm kind of uh, skeptical with the way we've been playing recently. Um, I will say CSK and Spartak, just purely because if Zenit then get into Champions League, I'll be very, very happy and surprised. Right. Um, Europa League, there's only one place, right? Yes, the top five basically are the European sports. Okay, Third cool. We'll, we'll count. We'll yeah. count the Conference League and all that, right? Third spot, then I'm gonna say Zenit, um, right. and fourth and fifth. Dinamo just look great, so I want to put them in there and cross in there so that you have to pay me five euro. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a not. They're not making it, bro. They are not. Making oh, it I part. mean, you say that they're only five points off, and they've got no, a good no. run. Remember, we were looking at it. Yeah, but I don't know how far they're going to go with that run. Um, I, I'll tell the people my European sport first, and then we'll go to relegation, even though nobody really cares. Um, CSK and Spartak, I think, top two. Um, I think Zenit third. Dinamo fourth. So we're, we're, we're the same for the top four. Fifth, I feel like Akmat are going to do it, man. Yeah, they're not. I'd, you think Krasnodar have a better chance than Akmat, though? 
Yeah, th- no, because it's not that I think I know that they have a better chance. <laughs> Ahmad are good, you're hating, man. No, Ahmad are good. I'm not saying they, they're not. I'm just saying that they're not top five good. Like, I'm telling now, in two weeks' time, we're going to be talking and Crescent are going to be ahead of them in the table. I don't know about that. I don't know. We'll see. But for now, guys, I am going to put Ahmad. I embarrass myself with my predictions all the time. I feel like this could be another one. Uh, by the way, we are, like, recording as the CSK uh, final game is going on. So if there's any updates, I'm probably just going to shout in the middle while Artem's talking. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, what, what are we saying for the relegation spots? Oh, um, right. Well, I think the bottom two are the bottom two. Rotter right. and uh, Ufa. I, I, I just can't imagine either of them are going to pick up enough points to stay up. Um, they might get lucky and get into the, the you know, playoffs or something like that but even like they're they're oof are five points off that at the moment and rotter are four so it's not looking likely uh i'd say tambov are probably going to be in there for the relegation playoffs and then see i don't i don't think the see Himke have been decent in recent times but i feel like arsenal tola could still turn it on so i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say Himke are gonna be the other team joining them in the playoffs. Tambo were dying though. Are they going to be a club by the end of the season? Oh yeah, they, they said that they were going to play their game this week. <laughs> the players are saying they're not going to play their games. The players haven't been sure. playing in like six months. And the club you is what, funding. They don't have a stadium. You know what though? I wouldn't bet against one of Ufa or Rotter not picking up enough points for the rest of the season anyway. <laughs> Wait, so what, what happens if a club goes bankrupt? Does that mean that... That means Ufa or Rotor will stay up, right? Uh, not or does necessarily. That mean, I don't remember, because it has happened before. I just don't remember what happened when it happened. No, see, I remember it specifically happening with a couple of clubs. Like, I remember, I think it was Tom Tomsk. Uh, at one point, they stopped paying their players. But they, the thing is, they were bottom of the league already. I don't know what happens if the team isn't bottom of the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I don't think there's point deductions like there would be in a lot of other leagues. No, there's not. I've, Russia. I, yeah, I've never seen a point deduction in Russia. Um, so I actually, if anyone listening has ever seen a point deduction in Russia or knows if they even exist, let us know. Um, but I, I, that's the thing. I feel like Tampov will still even play their youth players or something like <laughs> I, okay. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed ahead of either Rota or Ufa, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they're playing too well for... Their players are playing too well for players that haven't been paid in ages, is what yeah. I'd say. Respect, respect to them, but it is also funny. But here's my prediction. Tambo will not be in the RPL next season. Okay. Uh, I don't care if it's because they, they cease to exist or if they get relegated. I don't want to see them in the RPL anymore. Contribute mm-hmm. nothing. Is a bad, bad club. No disrespect to the players because there are some good players, but still. Uh, Adam, I do want to talk about Ufa Khimki. Uh, okay. This is the content that everyone came here for Ufa Khimki and not the Champions League. Oh, you, have you have you ever like watched a football game, right? And no, never. just <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, have you ever watched a football game and it's just the aesthetics and the vibe just feels right, like. The ball is moving across well. It's just the, the lights are on. Have you ever felt a game just... The vibe is just good while you're watching it on TV. Like, oh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. 
absolutely like i know exactly what you're talking about like yeah, i'm not gonna lie i don't know how to relate it to over here but <laughs> it's, it's not describable in words it's, it's really hard and then some games you just know from the first minute it's going to be a terrible game it's just yeah. there's why right now this game i just tuned into it for a joke and it was actually a really good game to watch because first of all the kids were amazing ufa have the best kids in the league it's just so good their kids are so good man like honestly really really good and the ball was just zipping across the whole pitch like the lighting was perfect uh, the goals were really good it was just free flowing football so i really enjoyed that game I, i don't i didn't watch all of it but i watched like a good 70 75 minutes it was really fun and kimki do look good credit to them so it was just one of those games uh coming to a game that didn't feel good uh basically the entire champions league campaign for um russian clubs artem we are i think now 21 games without a win uh russia as a country whether that's the country or uh, the clubs let's start off with krasnodar sevilla uh i am presuming you watched this game um take us through it google won't load it but take us through it i mean for for first four minutes rakitic gets a goal nice volley into the bottom corner crossed yeah. uh, that i get one back through what is described as a scrappy goal on twitter but it wasn't very scrappy mm-hmm. um and then you know just just as we've witnessed before many many times russia have heartbreak right at the death of the game 95th mm. minute munir scores and it's it's just it's pain We we were we were in Spain without the S, except we weren't in Spain. We were in Krasnodar, but it doesn't matter. Um, it, it was a bad feeling because especially because um, at one point it actually looked like even if Krasnodar got a draw, it wouldn't mean too much because Ren were going to get a draw against Chelsea, but they also lost in the last minute. So at least there's that kind of positive to take. Um, next week is a final. Krasnodar against yeah, next, Ren. Next week we we'll get all game. all of all of next week is a final. But I mean, this game, guys, was was really disappointing. It was, it was a typical Russian game. It was a typical Krasnodar game. And Krasnodar are the Spurs of Russia. They just never win. They always get your hopes up. They never win anything. I think that's what they're going to be renowned as. They have good players. They have great everything. But it's just sad this game. Um, I have another hot take for you, Artem, that I want you to debate or agree with. I Go think Wanderson is the most influential player in the league. alongside Vlasic and Zuba like Wanderson when Krasnodar when Krasnodar have Wanderson it's a completely different team and when uh, Zenit have Zuba it's a completely different team when CSK have Vlasic when CSK without Vlasic is no team let me know what you think of that and Wanderson man what a player I I, like. I think I think he's influential for sure I don't know if he's the most influential player in the league or if he's even the most influential across the like Don't get me wrong, I haven't watched every single Krasnodar game, but every time I watch Krasnodar and Kabay is playing, it seems like he's the man. That's that's who stands out for me in that team. Yeah, that's fair though. That's that is fair. All right, here's another question for you. Do you swap Wanderson with Malcolm? <laughs> from a purely No, there's no like, purely. Take right now. God is offering you a chance to swap Wanderson with Malcolm. Yours any fan do you take it or not? Yeah. I I take it in a jiffy. Oh, yeah, I take it as well. Like, uh we we'll get to the Zenit game now in a minute, but yeah. Just like just disappointed. Like it's it's crazy how much 
like even a couple of months ago, I was like, yeah, like, you know, Malcolm, you know, he hasn't done much yet, but he's been injured. He's going to come back and he's going to be one of our best players. That just hasn't been the case. So, yeah, I, I would take Wonderson. I, I agree that he's he's very influential. I just don't think he's the most influential player in, in the league or that team. Yeah, you know what? Okay, let's let's get to Zenit and get to our points about about Malcolm because Zenit have been just apathetic in this entire European campaign. They Krasnodar and Lokomotiv have Lokomotiv have results. Lokomotiv have been very good. Uh, Krasnodar have, have gotten going at times. They've looked like a team that might win, but at no point in any of the four games have Zenit looked like a team that's just dominating or that's just playing well. Uh, Lazio played them. Chiro Immobile scored a banger three minutes in. Absolutely brilliant goal. Kajakov was just standing and had no chance to get to the ball. Then Parolo scored a banger again. And then Juba got a goal back. Uh, and then Immobile scored, scored a penalty. I don't even know why. The, I, I didn't watch it that part, but I just know a penalty was given. And Zenit, Russian clubs just conceded. I, I put out a stat on RFN as well, which was like, Russian clubs have con- six, the Russian clubs have conceded like 24 or 26 goals in Europe this season, and 16 of them have either been penalties or goals scored after the 75th minute, which is really sad. <laughs> but um, Artem, first of all, it, does Semak need to go? And what are your thoughts after uh, Zenit? Zenit, of, Zenit and Krasnodar, by the way, are officially knocked out of the Champions League. The most they can get is Europe. Uh, so yeah, Artem, as a Zenit fan, what, what's your mind state like? Okay, well, in terms of does Semak need to go, I still believe that he can turn it around. Like, I'm not 100% convinced that a change is what's needed. I, I'm, I'm starting to move that way, but I'm, I'm not convinced yet. I'd be, I'd be inclined to stick with him. But um, half that squad, the other day when I was watching that game, like at the start of the season, like I was saying that Zena have one of the strongest, like definitely the strongest team in, in Russia and definitely strong enough to do really well in Europe. And my God, like have I been proven wrong in every single European game? And the funny thing is that like the players we signed this summer, like Kuzayev, we re-signed this summer. So I'm counting him as a sign. He's been good. He's actually been good. Um, Lovren's been as good. Free, yeah, as a free player, Kuzayev is definitely. I don't. I'm not mad at it at all. Like, I like look look at the squad right and tell me, is there five players who have performed better than Kuzayev on in the whole squad? No, there's not. I I agree with you. I agree. I, I you can say all the good things about Kuzayev, and I'm not going to disagree with you at all. Like, for me, like for example, Mikhail Kurzhakov. Everybody like. If you listen to this podcast, you 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 know what I think of him. He's he's the type of keeper who only makes saves he's meant to, like he's supposed to make. Like he's never, like he made one save the other day uh, against Lazio, and I actually texted Hanu and I was like, I think that's the first save he's ever made that he wasn't like a hundred percent expected to make. So yeah. he's a safe choice, but he's a backup at best. Um, we need a new goalkeeper. Rakitsky, I don't know what's been going on with him. Like he's just not been. Not been his best recently. I still want to stick with him. Zhirkov needs to... Like, I love that guy, but he needs to go. Um, Like, 
even Barrios, one of like one of yeah, both you know, mine and your one, favorite players. That's the one that got to my heart, man. Barrios gave away the penalty. He's not been his usual self, and that it got to me. It hurts deep in my heart. It hurts. It does. It does. And like that, that's it's just it's it's a sad reality. I feel like we're we're gonna have to do some business in January for sure. Um, Malcolm, oh my god, like like I I cannot like if we recoup any amount for him. Like if we get twenty million, if we get twenty million, this guy was it. on this guy was on Discord like three weeks ago. And I asked him, Artem, do you think we'll get forty million for Malcolm? He was like, Yeah, bro. Like PSG will give forty million for Malcolm. Bro. And now he's like, If we can get twenty million, it'll be good. This but, okay. First of all, it wasn't three weeks ago. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> like three all, weeks ago. Yeah. No, it wasn't three weeks ago. It was like. I don't know. It was definitely more than three weeks ago. Either way, yeah, I thought, I thought for sure, because you know, like if PSG come in from after a couple of good games or good season, you could get forty million. But now I'm just like, I don't know where those good games are gonna come from. Like, I don't know if we're like just not playing to his strengths, but like, he's, he just seems toothless. That's the thing. I think we're not playing to his strengths. Because what could we do differently to play to to Malcolm's strengths? What could we do differently to change the whole Desert squad? Right. Okay. For, for, I'll give you a reply, but it'll take time. So let me let me big up. Let me make my Lovren point. Right. Lovren was the was the least rated or like uh, you know on Sofa Score and who scored. He was the worst Zenit player for this game. Yeah. And I had a good laugh about it. But, but no, I, no, no, bef- no, no, no. Before you go on about before you. Yeah. Go on. What's your point? You said hear me out and then you let me hear. You, you heard yeah, me out. Anyway. That. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Can I can I just say, right, the reasons that Lovren's score, like, scores sometimes are so low on those sites is because when Lovren, like, when the team goes down, right, have you not noticed that Lovren starts running the pitch and starts trying to score? Because he knows that no other player is going to do that. I've, like, that so was, he's, he's cut away that. from his position. Exactly. You thought I was going to hate on Lovren, but I was going to completely, I was going to say that Lovren had the least rating, but I feel like Lovren has been a really good signing because he's come up with goals. And this is me, by the way. This is the guy who was just every week who would come in here and diss Lovren. But Lovren seems to care is is the main thing. He seems to come up with the goal he scored against Akmat. He just seems to be a player, the one of the only players in that. Zuba obviously, Zuba always plays like he cares. He just, yeah. Lovren seems to be a player that cares. So I, I've got to respect him for that. But my gripe originally with Lovren was that he cost 12 million. And I thought we could do better business for 12 million. And looking at Wendell, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that 20 million could have also been well spent. But I do feel like, for the 32 million that Zenit spent on these two guys, this squad could have been properly like made into a much much better squad. Even for if no, you no 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 for, forget the Lovren money there because we needed a centre back and you okay, just okay fine like, yeah all right like, fine even with 20 million. At, like I'm at the point where like Lovren like you said he's the player who cares he's he's always on the pitch you can always tell that he leaves 100% on the pitch. Like I'm to the point where I'd I'd put him as director of football slash footballer because. He is going to find other players who's going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he's no worse oh, yeah. than Arshavin. Right. <laughs> Definitely, he's not worse than Arshavin. But that's the thing. For, for 20 million, I feel like this squad could have been rebuilt. And you guys, like, you, 
Zinkovsky would cost four million at maximum, and I would have Zinkovsky in this team in a second. For sure. Right? Players like Zinkovsky, players like another Russian center back. Even Chistiakov is fine, but he was just signed so late, it makes no sense. Some players from like Armenia and stuff like that, Belarusian players, Armenian players, just to you know cope with the limit. That 20 million could have really been well spent. But I think Zenit need to Zenit have the players to play really good football, but they don't. I think if you shift to a 4-3-3, or if you even shift to like a if you shift to like no, if you shift to a 4-3-3 with Malcolm and of course that means you're benching Sardar Azmoun. But if you play with one striker and you let your wingers play like wingers, and you let Karavayev attack. Because Zenit's fullbacks aren't exactly fully attacking fullbacks. They're not like Marcelo and Carvajal or players like that who are always overlapping, right? Mm. So that Carvajal, I mean, not Carvajal, what am I saying? Malcolm has to like run with the ball from the halfway line at times. And that's not what he's good. He's good at like taking on players quickly, beating his man, getting the ball into the box, scoring or cutting inside, doing things like that. He's not the player. He's not Blazic. He's not going to start an attack and end it. He's not that type of player. And it doesn't help that Malcolm is on the right wing trying to make things happen. And on the left wing, you have Zhirkov. This is very lopsided. So, I mean, of course, he's not worth 40 million. Uh, for 40 million, you would, for a record signing in the league, you would expect a player to just pop up with a lot more. But I do feel like a better manager would, um, would suit him more. Uh, we're going to get into Cherchesov in a bit, Artem. But what do you... How sad would you be if Chichesov signs for Zenit? That's not a rumor, is it? No, it's not a rumor, but Alexei Spector in the chat put like a really good point that uh, fans of Russian clubs should think that, should keep in mind that if Chichesov is sacked as the Russia coach, he will be linked to every team that sacks their manager or has a manager that's being that's close to being sacked. And right now in the Russian elite, Zenit are the club that are closest to sacking their manager. I don't think it will happen, but like, how would you feel if it happens? Jesus, I really like. I, I hope Zenit have like. I think in more long term than that. Um. That that that, that would really annoy me, to be honest, because I think that it would be better. Like I don't know, send fucking Samak on some tactics co- courses or <laughs> something. I think that's that's my biggest issue with Samak is that. He's like tactically a bit of a fraud. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like I, I feel like there's no point in sacking him if you're gonna bring in Chichesov. Like, if there's if like you're bringing in someone who's like, okay, don't get me wrong, Chichesov's better at tactics than than Samak, but um, is he? Yeah, he is definitely. Chichesov's managed to out tactic Spain. And get Russia to the yeah, quarterfinal of the, yeah. of the. No, he, okay, look. He, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll, I won't argue. Exactly. Like, look, I'm not saying it's good football or anything. It's just pure tactics. Like, it's not. It's it's kind of like the way we played against Spain was the same way that like Mourinho plays or something. It's not entertaining, but it gets yeah. the results. Like sometimes, just sometimes, I wish Samak had that about him. Like, just sometimes I wish that we could grind out a result. But we never do. Nah, yeah. see, that's not... I get what you're saying, but I won't let you do that. Because for two years, Zenit won the league because they ground out the results. 
that was the main thing. Zenit never played attractive football, but they always got the results against Ufa and teams like that. And yeah, but it's, so it's, it's, it's this different to get the results against them and get the, the results in the Champions League, which actually, actually matter. No, right. It sounds like now I'm on Chesswood's side, but I'm not. Okay, yeah, There no, needs to not. be a healthy balance of both. There needs to be, we need to be able to play good football and attack and score goals against the smaller teams. And we also need to be able to defend against teams who are much better than us. Like if we come up against Bayern or you know Real Madrid or anyone like that, we need to be able to hold them off. Um. Mm. But, like, I don't know. Is there a manager out there that would go to Zenit? Do you think that could fill those kind of two criteria? He's certainly not Russian, that's for sure. No, no way. I don't know. I feel like... I mean, there definitely is, right? But I don't know the name. I mean, there are a few foreign managers out there. There's a few hipster managers out there. There's that Belarusian German guy who manages Skyrat, who's really good. And I would love to see him at Zenit, but I don't know if he'll work. He's like the Belarusian Tedesco, not better. So keep an eye out for him. But like, I, I really can't can't name anyone. Uh, but I do feel like Samak is going to get fired in the winter. You think? He's not making it out, man. And that's yeah. going to mean Ribalta goes, and that's going to mean Arshavin comes in. So... Oh, so I mean, oh. but Lokomotiv are a good football club, aren't they? They're a great football club, especially when it comes to playing in Europe this season. Um, you know, like say what you want against their league results and the likelihood of them getting back into Europe this season. Um, they've been absolutely fantastic. They held off Atletico twice. Um, and, and they, the the great amazing. thing. Is- yeah, they held off Atletico like Atletico held holds off people. Just unreal defensive play. Like Murillo is prime Sergio Ramos now. Vedran Corluca is prime Maldini. Gilherm is prime Yashin. Just their defense just comes to light. And Gilherm, Gilherm got red carded against Dinamo. Corluca got red carded against Arsenal Tula. It's like a completely different team uh, in Russia and in, in Europe. So... Why do you think that is though? Why why do you why do you think Lokomotiv are so good in Europe and so bad in in Russia? And do you think and why do you think Lokomotiv are the best Russian club in Europe this season? Do you think it's because of Nikolic? Do you think it's because it's a foreign manager? Because their squad is trash. It really is. But what's the secret? You think? I think the secret is that every other Russian team has been so bad that three draws is looking like a good result. Um. Like, had they just won one game, that would be the same the same amount of points at the end of the day. Um, nah, I mean, yeah, go on. But... Like, it's 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 weird. Um, I do think it's it's mainly to do with Russian clubs doing so bad overall and locomotive are kind of like the silver lining. But they've they've just been... They've been solid. It's, it's almost like, like Nikolic... Um, Obviously, Sjoman was never great in, in the Champions League, so fuck, fuck it's almost like Nikolic is like, right, watch this, you know, and just show showing everyone what what they can do in Europe and sacrificing the league in the in the meantime. But um, I don't know. I, th- th- that's just what it seems like to me. What about you? I don't know. By the way, uh, Sjoman is a fraud. 
I'm so glad he left Russian football. I hate that guy. Um, I just found out today that when Murillo was signed, this guy said, I've never seen the player. I've never heard of him. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's going to help the team. That's the type of grumpy mm-hmm. man the locomotive had. And look at Murillo now. What a player. What a baller. So I'm glad he's gone, honestly. Just, just He's a legend and everything, but I don't, I don't like the guy at all. But no, I feel like locomotive have really been good this season. Even in contrast with how bad other Russian clubs have been, I think even if the other Russian clubs were doing really well, I think we would still appreciate them. Because how many clubs are there in football that would not take two draws against Atletico and a well-fought loss to Bayern? Like, if any club of locomotives level, any club of, of the, you know, the B-League level would take locomotive situation right now. So I think I think they've done pretty well. Uh, you you got anything else to say to that, or or do we just look forward to next week, which is the biggest week in Russian football history? No, it's it's facts. Um, and yeah, ne- next week is a it's a bit of a mad one. It's the same teams that were playing in the first week, um, when we had that stream, and uh, it's just gonna be mad. Like we could have the best week ever. If all the Russian clubs got results and managed to put themselves in position to get a to get Europa League, like if we somehow the like you know two or three percent chance there is of all the Russian clubs being in the Europa League in the winter, that would be after nice. winter, sorry, that would be sick. That would be so good. But you know how you know how mad it would be for like because these four four weeks have been absolutely horrible. Everybody agrees with that. Can you imagine if we still maybe, maybe they've time. all just been building they've been breaking <laughs> us down so they can build us back up. But like let, let's let's look forward to some of those games, right? Locomotive Salzburg is the first one. Salzburg have one point, Locomotive have three points. Locomotive, if they get a win, they're through to the Europa League at the very least. They could even get the Champions League second round, right? Which would be insane. Could you imagine the scenes? Nah, that could would be mad. Could you imagine the scenes? Nikolic deserves to be like knighted after that. <laughs> and that's how crazy that achievement. It would be one of the biggest achievements in like Russian club football. That squad, it's just mad. But okay, Artem, do you, because Salzburg had more XG versus Bayern. Manuel Neuer had like an amazing performance. Even if, by the way, even if Loco get a draw, uh, Salzburg's last game is against Atletico Madrid and the pressure will be on Atletico Madrid. So you would think that a draw for Lokomotiv is also pretty good. Uh, but Artem, what do you think will happen next week? Uh, what, what's the result going to be? I'm super annoyed that you just mentioned the XG. Like it was so real style. <laughs> it really isn't. Exactly. Like even... We were talking about FM before this, right? Can you turn XG off in FM in FM21? Because if the, if you can, so. I'm I'm going to be doing that. Anyways, what was the question? <laughs> what do you What do you think is going to happen next week in Locomotive Salzburg? Uh, I'm kind of scared. Um. But I, I think, you know, I'm going to stay positive. Lokomotiv have been great. So I think that they'll, they'll get a win. I hope. Who is Lokomotiv playing this week? Uh, oh my God, Akmat are going to win again. 
Akma are going to win again. Nah, that, that game's got draw written all over it. No, Akma are going to win again. It's got that written all over it. And Gorluka won't be there. So uh, they are definitely going to play a rotated squad. Akma are winning. Let's go, Akma. Um, even if it's a draw, it's a good result for Akma. But whatever. Um, right, so you so you think it's going to be a draw again, yeah? Um, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a win. I will say they're gonna win. Fair enough. If they win, that'll be huge. If they win, that's that's game over. Like, like they they've game made over. it into the Europa League at least. Pretty huge, given and they deserve it. They really do. If there's any club that deserves to be still in Europe, it's them. Just how good they've been. For sure. Uh, so we all love trains. Fact, we all love trains. Trains are better than planes. I'll say it now. A good train, bad trains are horrible. Like the ceiling with the train is much higher, but like the floor on a plane is much better. I don't know if you agree with that. You've probably never been on a bad train though, because you're European. The worst train I was ever on was in in Russia. We've discussed this, by the way. We have discussed this exact topic. Oh my days! Yeah, yeah, no, like the train. Well, the thing is, like we don't have like. Like, you're talking pure, like, train city to city, not metros or anything like that, yeah? Because uh-huh. we don't have any of that. Like, we don't have metros or anything in Dublin. They're planning to make one in, in 15 years, um, which tells us just how far behind we are compared to every other city in the world. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, trains here are all right. You don't get to sleep, though. That's the only thing. Like, you don't get to, you know, lie back like you would on a Russian train or something like that. Did you hear actually? This is a completely different, uh, different story. There's a new train being built in Russia that um, it can go from St. Petersburg to Moscow in two hours. There's already one that goes in like three hours and 30 minutes. That's an amazing train. Why do you need that train? Two surely you want to ex- hours. I don't care. I don't care. Surely you want to expand connectivity to the rest of the country. Nah. Hanu, if you go and hold this to Russia now, when this thing is here. You don't even have to worry about going to Moscow or St. Petersburg. You go both. You go both. You, it's a four-hour train. It's a three-hour, 55-minute train or something. It's, Already, the super yeah, fast. But, yeah, but, that's not that big of a difference. No, no, no. It's a massive difference. It's 100% oh, no, of a difference. Different. It's literally 100% of a difference. They need to make a train that goes from Moscow to Vladivostok in like three days. The current is like seven days, isn't it? Yeah, but see... First of all, imagine who, like, why, why would you even, uh, why the Trans Siberian is huge? I know, Trans Siberian is a huge thing. I want to go on that, bro. The whole thing, oh, that's so, oh, no, that's just something like 99% of the time you're looking at the window and everything looks the same. I don't care. I mean, enjoy it. You can, you can enjoy your, your trip on the Trans-Siberian. I'll be traveling from Moscow to St. Petersburg a hundred times in the time you get that done. <laughs> now, there's, there's, a, there's a Trans-Mongol, I think it is, which takes you from Moscow all the way to Beijing. That sounds fun. Yeah, there was a... Have you ever watched An Idiot, an idiot Broad? No. That's a great show. You'd enjoy it. It's basically this English bloke who's a, who goes all around the world fulfilling other people's bucket lists like essentially it's just like have you you know ricky gervais yeah 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 he's like one of the directors and or producers or whatever you call him and it's basically he just sends his mate who's like who hates traveling who hates like new cultures and everything to do all these crazy things 
It's, it's hilarious. Check it out. I think I think you could probably get full episodes on YouTube, and if not, then you'll be able to get them somewhere. I will. Thanks. Thanks for the recommendation. But I would definitely take Trans Siberian. You're hating. Guys, guys, well, let the us thing know. is, it, I, I just I think it would be cool for a couple of hours, but then after that, it's like, like when when do we get off? Like, <laughs> at what point do we get to see something? <laughs> no, but you know what? I think if you could, if you have money, right, and if you can like hop on, hop off cities for a bit, then it's good. Why don't you just take normal trains then? Uh, I mean, you obviously you could. If the end goal is to get to Vladivostok, but I, I imagine they'd be more expensive. So. You just said if money is not an issue. That's true. I did say that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I mean, fair nah, I'd like to go to like. I wouldn't mind getting a train from like Moscow to like Rostov or something like that. It's, it's probably overnight. Like I think it's like still 15 hours or something. That's fine. That's I've fine. never been to the south of Russia actually. I really want to go to like Rostov, Krasnodar. Oh, you want to go to Makhachkala? Uh, look, you can you can go there. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll stick I'll stick to the I'll stick to the more of the resorts. Fair enough. Uh, moving on back to football because this is meant to be a football podcast. Uh, even if it doesn't seem like. Oh, uh, we're we're a podcast about trains and murders and like. What else did we just discuss? That true, true crime hey. podcasts are huge though. True crime podcasts are huge, but like. You know what we need? Like we've already had players going to jail for like assault and stuff like that. It would be a massive, massive podcast if there was a, a Russian player who went to jail for murder. That'd be a different story, like. That's crazy. That's dark, but it's crazy. Look, I'm not saying that, I hope it happens, but yeah, like let's hope that never happens. But uh, look, if all I'm saying is if it does happen, we'll be there to capitalize on it. Okay? Like that's that's it. That's all. <laughs> Let's just quickly move on. So, uh, Krasnodar Ren takes place next week, and the winner goes through to the Europa League. It's a straight knockout. Yes, you heard that right. Ren are absolutely terrible at football, just like Krasnodar. Uh, Artem, so what do you think? Who's going to win that one? The boys, Krasnodar. I think Kamavinga still uh, injured or oh, he's not diseased or I don't know, he's something. Not, he's, nothing. he's fine. Is he? Yes. Is he back playing? Yes. Really? I remember seeing news that he wasn't going to play against Krasnodar. He was there, man. Where is Rangers? He played like 90 minutes. Did he? There he is. He didn't play 90, but he did play. Uh, Alright, anyways, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll, we'll still get the win. Somehow. Right at home. Even, hang on, even a draw would be alright, wouldn't it? I don't know how a draw would work, though. I think is 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 it head to head first or goal? It's head to head first. It's head to head. It's head to head first, yeah. All right. Um. Well, if it's if it ends up being a draw, then head to head away goals don't count in the group stages, so it ends up being goal difference, which then it's a problem. But um, you just want to win. Yeah. No, we need a win. We need. Let's it. just go. You think they'll win though? there yeah did you hear what i said no okay i said well let's just go for the win we need all right let's go for the win right wonderson hat trick finally happening that would be lit. that would be really good no that would be amazing i'd go mad i would i would explode that happens uh zenit are the disappointments even if they win next week nothing is guaranteed 
they need to win by more than a goal. They have to win, first of all. That's the main prerequisite. Uh, they have to win. They have to win by more than a goal to better Bruges head-to-head record. The goal difference is pretty similar, so it will come down to the last game against Dortmund. And if Haaland is in the mood, then Zelint are done. Um, but what are you saying, uh, Artem? What do you think with this one? I don't think Zelint are making it, by the way. I don't think they're getting Europa League. Locomotive, I think, uh, might Krasnodar, I think, came. For some scenarios, right? Right. If actually no, that wouldn't even make any difference. Lots of hang on. So basically, regardless of how it goes, if Zenit win, both Lazio and Dortmund are up. Yes. Because I just I know what's gonna happen. Zenit are gonna win next week and it's gonna look great, and then Lazio aren't gonna give a shit in the last game, and Dortmund will. And you know. Virgil win or something. Break our hearts. Nah, I think Zenit. If that's going to happen, I just wish Zenit lose 4-0 next week. No, I, I I would much rather have, have a chance. No, you wouldn't. I would, of course I would. Out. Why wouldn't you I rather wouldn't. have a Stop chance? Stop lying to yourselves. You of wouldn't. course I'd want to have a chance. You would want to have a chance to just get depressed. That happens all the time already. I'm used to it. <laughs> But I'd still want to have the chance. Like, if, if there's a week of hope, that's better than no hope at all. Artem Am I Confuci- wrong? Artem Confucius is a... Uh, We're playing Arsenal Tula next? Away? Rip. That That's a loss. Arsenal Tula away is always a crazy game for Zenit. Arsenal oh, Tula at home as well. <laughs> My first ever Zenit game, we fucking lost. Semak is not making it out. Then it's Ural, and then it's Spartak and Dinamo. Yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> it's gonna be a long, long time. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a cruel winter. Uh, we've been on forty-six minutes. Jesus Christ, we've really spent time on this, haven't we? Uh, there's actually a lot more to discuss. So let's 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 go with the quick bites. It's just, you know, because we've got a we've got a chance of interview to discuss. We've got uh, Spartak being trashed to discuss. We've got a lot to discuss still. But first of all, let's start off with with a rumor, a quick, nice little transfer rumor. Cagliari uh, Kagli, are apparently buying Ibrahim Salago. Um, Art, what are your thoughts? Big fan of this move. Big fan. Salago uh, is one of those players that he's um, he's one of those. Byron Kuzayev players, yeah, like just really, on. really good utility player who can play in like eight different positions. He's actually, if you're ever playing FM, one of the lower teams in the league. He's one of the best players to get because anyone gets injured and he slots in. Um, so I, to be honest, I really liked him at Zenit. Like I've always liked him as a player. So I hope he moves. He, it would probably be the most, probably be the weirdest Russian player player to move abroad. But look. That's, you know, you know what? Though, I mean, yeah. The, the first first thing is that uh, this move is like the most, uh, you know, that transfer rumor bot. Yeah. This is just the most transfer rumor mm. bot thing in the world. Uh, second of all, I would love to see it happen. I don't think it will, but I would love to see any Russian player abroad, honestly, man. Because you see Ukrainian players playing in Greece, you see Serbian players playing all over the world. Why is that not the case for Russia? 
like i don't care if it like a rotor player moves to like uh belgium i don't mind that at all i would love to see it it's just another player to track and it's like, fun can i tell you why why the limit makes average players very useful in russia no exactly we've been no we've been new what what the limit does and, and but that's why because there's like they, they they don't have to worry about making a career for themselves elsewhere they they know that they've got a career in russia whenever they need it yeah but you know what i feel like that is going to start to change soon like players will want to go abroad i don't know if it's cagliari but i do hope that it does start to change I th- no, I think a lot of players want to go to big leagues and play for big clubs and stuff like that. I just like let's be honest, right? If if you were like Ibrahim Salaga, right? And let's yeah. say you had an offer. Okay, let's even just say it's you you get to stay at Sochi, you got the Cagliari, right? Realistically, who's paying you more money? Sochi. Realistically, like do you want to learn a different language, adapt to a whole different culture, all of that kind of stuff, or do you want to sit in the sun and Sochi? I mean, yeah, you. I know you. You're gonna get more playing time in Sochi as well, probably. So, you're right, is the thing. And what I feel like, I don't know. I think it applies more to younger players. Uh, maybe not Salagov because he's already like 28, 29. But I just hope this move happens just for the sake of it. We'll have three Russian players in. Uh, the Serie A. I count Shomorodov as Russian, by the way. He's just... I like. I, I tweet out RFN updates from RFN about Shomorodov. Shout out him. He got a really nice assist today for Genoa against Sampdoria. Very good player. And I think I'm really excited. So it'll be fun, man. That's the thing. Like, look at him. He moved to Genoa. He was getting paid more at Rostov, probably. He was getting more game time. He was a guaranteed starter. Now he's going to Italy. It'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, respect to him. Big respect, big respect to him. Uh, moving on, moving on to Spartak. Uh, where is Spartak? Yeah, uh, this is you know what this is the type of stuff that really depresses me about Russian football. Artem, uh, Spartak have a new sporting director. Um, this is weird because Spartak now have a sporting director. They have Tedesco, who's manager. They have Gazizov, who is the CEO, but does the exact same job as what a sporting director does. The exact same job. Uh, then they have Fedun, who is awfully hands-on and interferes a lot. And then they have Fedun's advisor, the girl, that Zarema girl, who is also an advisor on transfers. And now they're saying that Shamil Gazizov could leave Spartak in the winter. This really makes me angry, man. Because Spartak is finally looking good for them. It's finally looking good for them. Uh, your man's, they did the same thing to Thomas Zorn. Talented young guy. Shown promise. Gazizov amazing at Ufa. And they're just being pushed out of the club because they're not Spartak people. You know, they're not from the Spartak fraternity. Why do you, first of all, why do you sign people if they're not from your stupid fraternity? And second of all, how do you feel? I am going to take this story with a grain of salt for now because I think Spartak, like, I think they know they're in a good spot now and like, what would be the point in changing something? Um, like, don't get me wrong, it, it could happen, but like, until it does, I'm, I don't feel like it, that much, much attention needs to be paid to it. 
Well, what do you think about them getting a sporting director when they already have Gazzero? Oh, I don't know, man. Money laundering. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, honestly, like, money laundering. That's a good one. A, any excuse. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, re- I really don't know. Maybe maybe there was, like, the guy Popov. It is Popov, isn't it? Who's, uh, yeah. who's joining? I don't know. Maybe there's some, some things that uh, Gazzero doesn't want to do. Like, I, I, I really... Like the, I, I really don't know. Like we we don't have the full details. We don't have the full story. Um, it is it is a strange one, obviously, when you see what's happening. But until because he leaves, I'm, I'm assuming he's he's there and he's happy, or at least until he comments on it. That's fair. Artem got paid a check by Luke Oil. That's why he's being quiet about this. But I know he really hates the move. <laughs> but like let let's move on to something where we know what happened, right? You Still. can't hide. You can't hide behind the. Is this Trichesov? Yeah. Yes, it's Trichesov. Is the the man had an interview, uproar. Stanislav Trichesov bald. Okay, Mr. Bald. He, he he went on match premiere or TV, one of those. He gave a whole interview. And then in the middle of the interview, when it was like the ad break, he cussed out um, the TV presenters, which is also came out. There's video of that. And by the way, guys, if you want some more spice, uh, a guy who works at Match Premier, Mikhail Polanov, who is like a proper presenter at Match Premier, he's going to be on the RFN podcast. Uh, oh. They didn't they didn't invite us because we're not we're not big enough yet. <laughs> Just kidding. But but do check out the RFN podcast because I'm excited to hear what he has to say. He did say that he is going to talk about Trichesov, so it'll be interesting. But this man, that's big. Yeah, that is really big. The guy has 42,000 followers on Twitter. He's verified. Just love to see it. Um, yeah, but, but Cherchesov, he embarrassed himself on the pitch by losing 5-0 to a team that has never won 5-0. Then he went on an interview and embarrassed himself again. Uh, he said a lot of stuff. And there's, there's I'll, I'll read out the whole thing. Uh, and then there's just a couple of things that I really want to talk about because the rest is, is not that it's not that deep. Uh, the first is I was myself shocked by the result against Serbia. Sometimes a 5-0 loss is better than a 1-0 loss. This is stupid manager talk. Makes no sense. Uh, about replacing Gilherm, he says that that was the right step. We gave him a rest and time to recover. Uh, he shot back at Fedun saying that he didn't know about Sobolev's injury and that Spartak are lying. He said about uh, Russian football's lack of intensity. But this is the one that, that really caused uproar. This man said that the young players, Golovin, Chalov, Miranchuk, he did mention all three of those players by name, by the way, should show their worth to me. On the field, Zabalotny is far more useful. I'm better off with, quote, talentless Zabalotny. And he's saying talentless because people say that Zabalotny is talented. He's not his word. He's jabbing at the people. Then I am with Golden Chalov. Atom, why is this guy not sacked yet, honestly, man? Like what that's he, the, that's the kind of shit that should get you sacked. Like you should not be allowed to talk about your players like that, especially when like they're clear and beyond to everybody watching. They're the most talented players in Russia. Like all four of those, or sorry, all three of those players in the tweet. And I said four because it, both me are jokes in that. Um. Anyway, all three of those players are amazing, and they like they've shown their worth to every single coach they played on the. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand this at all, like whatsoever. Like I get it, Zabalodny works hard, but that's pretty much all he does. Yeah, we need to get that out as well, honestly. It doesn't matter if you work hard if you're trash. 
I don't know why managers do this nonsense. Oh, he works hard. He lost five nil to Serbia. He messed up four clear cut chances. That's also and the 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 weird thing is Golovin and Milanchuk aren't even young. They're older than twenty three years of age. Golovin is like twenty five next year, man. That's not young. Salov is young. That's fine. But f- first, this is wrong on so many levels because first of all, you got embarrassed, and then a week later you're doing an interview. That's embarrassing. First, first of all. and then you're just berating your own national team players on air clearly like this and csk released a statement as well we're going to get into that in a minute and it's just it's just stupid man i don't know why this guy is, is is still in a job there's not many teams in the world that would still keep their manager after that embarrassing performance i don't care if he won the world cup and then he said about safonov and maximenko the guys are getting more experience at youth level i don't understand how playing as a third choice goalkeeper at senior football in senior football helps more than consistent football at youth level this is another one of those out of touch statements what do you think no like the thing is i understand where he's coming from like it's better to play than to sit on the bench right but the difference is that both of those keepers are good enough to play exactly. for the first team so Like what is this about being a third choice? Why would either of them be a tr- third choice when we both know that they're the ones that should be fighting for first place? They're the only two keepers right now in contention for the first spot. Obviously, I mean it's just there's some really really strange statements coming out of that man's mouth. And uh I'm trying to find the statement CSK put out. So just bear with me for a second cuz CSK put out like a where it go? CSK put out there it is CSK put out an entire statement calling this man out and I loved it they were like they called him a glorified PE teacher bro they, <laughs> they did that they did that and I respect them for it <sighs> let, let it translate for a second right about the statement of the head coach of the Russian national team the leadership of CSK was surprised by yesterday's statements by the head coach of the national team Stanislav Cherchesov on the air of a federal channel In sport it has always been true that a professional coach considers himself to be at blame for failure or defeat and Mr. Chesov not only becomes personal but also considers considers himself to considers him entitled to insult people this is not the first time this has happened to our club many for example consider him to be a physical instructor not a coach we may or may not agree with this but we will never allow ourselves to declare this either on television or in the print media Although his view and the view of the football community are very different, it seems that Cherchesov is still looking at the football field from the goal. Adam, what do you think of this statement? I respect it. I love it. I'll be honest. I, I love absolutely it. love it, and I think that not only CSK fans, but I think fans from every club can appreciate like that that club signal for a player like that. Like I think that 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 is really amazing. I think that they're dead on. What about you? I agree, 100%. I love it. Uh, some people were talking about how it's out of character for a club to do something like this well it was out of character for the coach as well right let's 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 not let's not act like he's right in this and it's just it's just so weird like this guy on a, on a sporting basis he shouldn't be in a job now he's calling out national team players he's calling out young players by name he's not even doing that um, pronoun game where he just says that oh the young players should do better he's calling out players and you're calling out Golovin and Milanchuk who did nothing wrong alongside Chalov which is just it's it's baffling really you know um, what's you know what's really mad like i always think about this and it's like at what point like you know the whole thing of like 
you you die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. Like, had had Chichesov left the national team after the World Cup, man, there'd be statues of him outside every stadium in Russia. No doubt. And now he's just, now I think he's just like, everybody's just like, you're so out of touch, you have no idea what you're doing. Like it, it's just it's become ridiculous. Like I think, uh, like what, where, where, when do you think the turning point was? Do you think it was like, you know, a month and a half ago or whatever, or do you think it was earlier? I I think it was a month and a half ago because we were we were they played start they started off well and I wouldn't be as mad. Look, I think if if Russia lost one nil to Serbia, I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have told them to sack Chichasov, right? But it's the fact that Russia lost 5-0 to Serbia. It's the fact that the team selection is always terrible. It's the And then especially now, it's the fact that he's going on television and berating his own players. It's that. That's the final straw. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a manager do that? Like, go on TV, not even like on a, on a post-match press conference when you're just mad temporarily. This man went, this man did a press run. This man did a whole press run. Well, but it's just it's just sad. And there is, by the way, a report that where's the report? Uh, the report is basically. By the way, check out this interview. Check out this interview with Kai Connell. Amazing interview. Uh, Kai is a good friend of ours. Uh, amazing guy, you might say. Amazing guy, world class man. Follow him. Follow me. I did the interview. Uh, thank me later. But we we're basically doing a series on Russian football. Uh, the people in. Russian football working in social media. It's going to be a good series. Uh, we've got more coming for you. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But the other thing was that um, an exclusive came out saying that RFU has not ruled out the possibility of sacking Churchesov and could replace him with uh, Kuban Berdiev. Now, David came in here last week saying that he would replace him with uh, Berdiev and that it could happen. Uh, but... Did you know that the decision to bring Berdev in was actually made after listening to David on this podcast? I'm not surprised. David has influence. I'm not surprised. But, uh, what do you think of this? I mean, we discussed this last week and I still think, hold you, the same opinion. Think, I, I don't want to. I really don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a sidestep to me. Like, I've gotten so... Oh, I'm in dreamland with that Arsene Wenger thing. <laughs> you know I don't like Berdia because he's going to call up Polos by Ramian and uh, Noboa to the team yeah exactly <laughs> he, he's he's going to bring up Janayev Janayev actually does get called up with Chichasov as well that's sad um, that's that. do we have anything else to discuss this week not really I don't think yeah, it was it was a bit of an abrupt end, guys, because uh, we we spent a lot of time obviously on on European football and trains and, and, and trains. Um, but this is only the start. Like this, at least right now, like eighty percent of our pod is football. Uh, in three weeks' time, it's going to be twenty percent because of the winter break. So well, even like we said, it's only a matter of time until we're doing a murder podcast from Russian football. So yeah, it's it, this like. Count yourselves lucky if you like listening to football. Because <laughs> the, the five, the first like 20 podcasts are football and then after that podcast just begin to just... How many have we be, done? This is the 17th, I think. How many? 17. 
Mm. That's that's crazy. It feels like time is just flying. Anyway. I feel like 17 is a bit low. I don't know. It's weird. I don't um, know. When you, when you think of 17, like 17 from August until now. I mean, 2020 has flown, though. Like, there's no, there's been no months in this year. This has been one year. Yeah, that's facts. Let's not depress ourselves, though. Uh, listen to the podcast. Give us a like. Give us... Come on, the podcast. Please. Did you just, Did you just say listen to the podcast at the end of the podcast? Yes, I did. Listen to the podcast. We might have extra content coming for you. I know I say that every week, but I mean it this time. I mean it every week. It's just... This time is different. This time is different, yeah. This time is different. <laughs> This time is different. Um, but yeah, interact. Uh, thank you for your support as always. And, and Artem, I'm going to let you sign off again. Yeah, guys. So if you enjoyed, leave a gold medal on Sport Rex. CSK just scored. Leave did a they? like on YouTube. Did they, did they, did they? Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's a rule for offside, unfortunately. Oh, come on, man. That would have been an absolutely fantastic outro. Anyway, like I said, gold medal on Sport Rex. Like, comment, whatever on YouTube. Anything to discuss. If you enjoyed this episode, you enjoy any other episode, let us know. And we will see you next week.